0: 9. Good evening, good evening, good evening. Welcome to Faith Family Church, our Wednesday night live session. My name is Stanley Scott II. My privilege to be with you today to minister to you the Word of God. We're going to have a tremendous time tonight uh, in the Word of God. I don't know about you. I've been blessed by this series uh, called Blessing Blockers. And uh, if you're new to Faith Family Church, all of our messages are recorded and accessible for free of charge. And so we encourage you to go back and catch any part that you may have missed. We believe it'll be a blessing to to your life. Uh, Again, my name is Stanley Scott. I'm the senior pastor of Faith Family Church. And we just wanna say a warm and special welcome to anybody who's online tonight and this is your first time For all of my Faith family, hello to you all. I know you're probably wondering, why does he have on a sweater? Um, I'm actually broadcasting today from Detroit, Michigan. I was not prepared. I I, I do have uh, some clothes here at my parents' house. And so I was able to, you know, get, get a sweater, but it is a lot cooler than it is in Texas. Well, it's not cool in Texas at all, but, it was like 40 degrees when I got off the plane this morning. So um, I'm here to help uh, help the church. Uh, I was able to minister to their Wednesday night Bible study. And then uh, my brother, Pastor Carol and I, we're gonna do some physical work around the building. And then we'll head back uh, to you all there on Friday. So I'll be glad to get back home and I will be looking forward to seeing you all on Sunday. Listen, Sunday is Mother's Day. So I I trust all you moms have been able to let us know um, that you're a mom so that we can have a special treat for you from the Rose Women's Ministry. Pastor Tony has put together uh, a really nice treat or is putting together something nice so that we all can honor all of the mothers uh, in our faith family, of course, we encourage you to be sure to honor your mother on Mother's Day. I also wanna encourage you, don't let it be a, a sad and, and a, um, uh, a discouraging day. Um, I know sometimes, especially when a loved one may have made their transition, it could be a very, very tough time. Uh, or if you've experienced some difficulties, maybe some estrangement, uh, give the devil no place. We honor those that have given us life according to the Word of God, and we celebrate them in our hearts and in our minds and as we have opportunity. All right, so I think I've talked long enough. I really want to just delve into the Word of God for tonight, and so let's pray, and then we will get started. Just trying to make sure I didn't forget anything. Oh, (laughs) I knew I was forgetting something. Special treat on Sunday. I know uh, the week before last, we played last year's Mother's Day message from my wife, uh, Marquita. Hello, babe. I love you dearly. And um, she will be ministering the Word of God this Sunday. And uh, we were tremendously blessed last year, and I'm believing already. I'm expecting God to use her to speak into all of our lives, especially uh, the the women of faith family. But I don't know about you. I'm a lover of the word of God, and I know she's full of the word of God. So I'm going to receive from God on this Sunday. We encourage you, come on out, be a part of our in-person service, and we will look to see you Sunday at Berks Elementary at 1030 a.m. All right, well, let's go ahead and pray and get right into this message for today. Father in the name of Jesus we as your sons and your daughters come before you tonight with an expectation we ask that the spirit of wisdom and revelation will flow in this place freely and uninterrupted by any satanic or demonic force we pray for the streaming broadcast from the sending in to the receiving in that there will be no disruptions, disruptions of any kind. All those that desire to hear this word will receive this word and be blessed because of it. Father, those of us on, on Wednesday nights, we highly value your blessing. And we believe that every time we position ourselves to hear the preaching and teaching of your words, your word, the blessing is released. And so by faith, we receive your blessing in our lives where it has no room enough that so much that it will be overflowing and that we be overtaken by the blessing. We give you all the praise, honor and glory in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. All right. Open with me in your Bible, if you would, to the book of Ephesians chapter one. Tonight we are in blessing blockers number four. Last week, I ministered uh, the second blessing blocker uh, from my perspective, which number one and number two are like number one and number one uh, in terms of priority. Very important. And when I finished the message last week, I immediately realized that one of the primary scriptures we hadn't even gotten to. And the Lord just stirred in my heart that we, you know, Even though, you know, we're trying to move through a number of these blessing blockers, we could do a series on all of them. But because this one was that important, uh, we have a part two tonight. So this is Dishonor part two. And tonight we're going to focus specifically on honoring the word. In Ephesians chapter one, verse number three, in the New Living Translation, it says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realms, because we are united with Christ. Uh, I smile because I, I, I didn't see this one coming. I got revelation about what direction to go in tonight. And there were a couple of add-ons that came along as you're about to see. But then when I was putting my notes in final, all of a sudden revelation flowed from this verse, which will tie in strongly in a moment. All praise to God, the father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. Well, we've been excited about that. But notice this verse, especially in this translation, actually tells us why we have been blessed with every spiritual blessing in heavenly places. It is because we are united with Christ. The reason why we have this blessing or all spiritual blessings in heavenly places, is because we are united with Christ. So keep that in mind. I wonder if there's something about unity that uh, is tied to the blessing. Okay, keep that that question in in your mind. Then also our foundational text for this series is Malachi chapter 3 and verse number 10. New Living Translation, it says, Bring all the tithes into the storehouse. So there will be enough food in my temple. If you do, says the Lord of heaven's armies, I will open the windows of heaven for you. I will pour out a blessing so great you won't have enough room to take it in. Try it. Put me to the test. Well, praise God. Of course, we're doing an entire series on dedicating it. But I mean, wow. If we honor the Lord with our tithe, he opens the windows of heaven and pours out more blessing than we can take in. And then he encourages us. He says, try it. Put me to the test. Amen. Well, in this series, we are looking at things that can block the spiritual blessings from flowing into our earthly places. We were in Malachi chapter 3 in in a different series, noting that to the children of Israel, if they did not tithe, then they were under a curse. But according to Ephesians chapter 1, in the New Testament, as a believer, because of the love and the goodness of God, he has already blessed us with every spiritual blessing possible. But the thing is, they're in heavenly places but we live in earthly places so although we may not be under a curse and we're not christ according to galatians chapter 3 has redeemed us from the curse of the law being made a curse for us as it is written cursed is he that hangeth upon the tree he did that so that verse 14 the blessing of abraham might come upon the gentiles by faith so say it out loud. I am blessed. Come on, say it like you mean it. I am blessed. And not cursed. And that's the truth. But when you look at the lives of our brothers and sisters in Christ all around the world, not just at our faith family. It it, it almost seems as though some of us are uh, must, there's something there's a disparity between The blessing of the Lord that makes rich and the life of the everyday believer. Well, here's the reality and the revelation. There are things that can actually block the flow of blessing from heavenly places into your earthly places. Let me give you a short. uh, Let me give you the, the list, a full list. We said to you that disobedience. Can block the blessing. Dishonor. Can block the blessing, which includes not tithing. And as we'll see tonight, not esteeming the word. So dishonor will block the blessing. What else? Ignorance can block the blessing. Offense can block the blessing. Unforgiveness can block the blessing. Unrighteousness. Pride or and selfishness. Pride and or selfishness. Not serving can block the blessing. Not keeping Sabbath can block the blessing. And then two more were added to this list for those of you that are, are faithful to, to these Wednesday nights. Previously, we ended that not, not keeping Sabbath as the, the end of the list. But I, I, this week, reading my chapters and, and, and being in another place, two more were added so you can write these down. Wrong actions can block the blessing. And with wrong actions, you have wrong motives and lying can block the blessing. All of those are just one. And then disunity can block the blessing. Let me give you an example of how these last two came to me so that you can uh, have a similar experience uh, and, and you can also capture uh, the same revelation. Turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 24. Psalm number 24. And we're going to look at uh, verse three through five. Stanza three through five. He says, who shall ascend into the hill of the Lord? Or who shall stand in his holy place? He that has clean hands and a pure heart, who has not lifted up his soul unto vanity, nor sworn deceitfully, he shall receive the blessing from the Lord and righteousness from the God of his salvation. Well, you know, I hadn't gotten this prior to, I think, this past Sunday. I was watching a message. You know, I'm a lover of the Word of God. So after church, you know, my day was winding up. And uh, I saw this particular message. And then someone had recommended it. And I ended up watching it. And it was a message about wrong motives. And it was based out of Psalm 24. And when I heard... The words, the blessing, you know, my ears, uh, you know, perked up, right? Not that they need to. Come on, y'all go easy on me, right? Um, But when I heard the blessing, because you and I, we are, we highly value the blessing. And so I had to run it back because this passage is talking about what we are interested in. And so he uh, the the scripture says, he says, who shall ascend into the hill? Well, I know based on this year, this is our year of elevation. So he's talking about folks that are going to reach that next level in God. Who shall ascend to the hill of the Lord or stand in the holy place of God? Who's going to be elevated up to a higher level in God? He tells you the one who has clean hands. What is that? They have right actions. The one that has a pure heart. What is that? an individual with right motives and an individual who does not swear deceitfully What's that. That's an individual who does not lie. He shall, stanza five, receive the blessing. Oh man, when I heard that it went off in me like a bomb. I said, man, we're going to have to add another one to the list of things that can block the blessing. Now remember, man, the blessing of the Lord, it'll make you rich. If you're not walking in the full prosperity potential in God, then there's something that's clogging the pipe between where you are in these earthly places and all spiritual blessings by which you've been blessed in heavenly place. Could it be that wrong motives, lying, or wrong actions are blocking the blessing from flowing into your life. Oh, that's going to be good. I'm not preaching that tonight, but I just want to show you how, when you're reading your chapters or hearing messages preached or, you know, at, at Faith Family, when you're hearing, let, let the Holy Spirit connect the dots. Amen. Since we highly value the blessing. And then this other one, I went by to sit with uh, Brother Charles Adams and just catch up with him and check on him uh, early in the year, uh, at the end of last year or early this year. Uh, had a real uh, challenge, you know. The enemy really was trying to, uh, you know, take his life. But oh man, you should see him today. I mean, he looks better now than he did before. Praise God! So it was good to catch up with him and fellowship. Well, as always, you know, I, I, I sat down and, you know, I start with prayer, and I begin, Father, we thank you for this day, and and I remember the scripture, Psalm 133. Turn there with me if you would. I prayed that. Um, that it's good and pleasant when brothers dwell together in unity. Uh, And then I I went on in the prayer that it's like the, 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 the dew that came down on the mountain. And it's like the anointing oil that flowed onto Aaron and to his beard, that it's good and pleasant to the Lord when brothers dwell together in unity. But then I was praying and I remembered a part of that scripture. And it opened up a window of revelation. So in Psalm 133, stanza one through three, this is a song of of, degrees of David. He says, behold, how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious ointment upon the head that ran down upon the beard, even Aaron's beard that went down to the skirts of his garment. As the dew of Hermon, And as the dew that descended upon the mountains of Zion, for there the Lord commanded the blessing, even life evermore. Oh, man, this is oh, my gosh. Here we go again. Right. It's talking about the blessing. So let me run this back and let me see what's saying here, because I, I want the blessing. I'm like Jacob. I know I've been blessed. I was just blessed last week. Amen. Uh, uh, My father uh, at the end of the service tonight in in Detroit here, he pronounced the blessing. I received that blessing intentionally. And so if you're like me, listen to what the spirit of God is saying. And I hope this benefits you. So as you're reading your Bible, uh, things like this can add to uh, the revelation that we're receiving. The last thing that I said to you that blocks the blessing is disunity. And I didn't see this before. So I'm just there praying with Brother Charles. We call him Brother Chuck. And I'm just talking about how good it is to God to see, you know, brothers dwell together in unity. And he says it's like this anointing that's released. And he said in this place, stanza three, for there... The Lord commanded the blessing in the place of unity. When we are in one accord with one another, God commands the blessing to flow. Now that that, uh, jumped out at me because there are a couple others and we actually looked at one recently. There are a couple of occasions in scripture where it's not just the blessing that's being released, but God is commanding the blessing. Way back when we were talking about the blessing, I I remember sharing about being a virgin uh, into my adult years. And I remember because I I wanted to have relations as a young person and talking to my parents about it as a teenager, like everybody's having sex, I want to have sex. And I remember that my father said that, it, that there was a special blessing, if you wait. Amen. I believe I'm experiencing the result of that special blessing in my wife, Marquita, to this day, that the Lord blessed me, especially with her and all of the great attributes that she has uh, inwardly and outwardly, um, and, and that that was as a result of some decisions I made as a young person. So you all remember that we were talking about a special blessing. Not just, you know, may the Lord bless you and keep you. (laughs) Come on, y'all help me now. May the Lord watch over you. Now all of that's great and I received that. But it's a special blessing when something specifically is spoken. I believe with all my heart when the Bible talks about God from heaven commanding the blessing under certain circumstances that that is absolutely a special occasion. What are you talking about, Pastor Stan? I'm glad you asked. So in, in the place of unity, God commands the blessing. Notice this in Leviticus chapter 25, verse 20 through 22. Leviticus chapter 25. He says, and if you say, what shall we eat in the seventh year? since we shall not sow nor gather our produce. Then I will command my blessing on you in the sixth year, and it will bring forth produce enough for three years. And you shall sow in the eighth year and eat of old produce until the ninth year, until its produce comes in, you shall eat of the old harvest. Now, I've heard this minister and it's an absolutely phenomenal passage of scripture uh, before, but it was quickened in me because he said, I'm going to command the blessing. This is a special situation. Now, so you'll know what we're talking about in Leviticus. Like, what are you talking about? If you shall say, what shall we eat in the seventh year since we are not to sow or gather in the produce? In Leviticus chapter 25, he's talking about keeping the Sabbath. So we will revisit this again when we talk about the blessing blocker, not keeping Sabbath. But to to catch up for the moment. In Leviticus and in this particular moment, the children of Israel were told now for six years, you're going to work. But on the seventh year, you don't sow anything and you don't reap anything. They're like, well, what are we going to eat? God said, I'm going to do something special. Not in the first year, second year. Th- I'm going to bless you in the first year, second year, third year, and fourth year, fifth year. But in the sixth year, God says, I'm going to command the blessing. And in the sixth year, the harvest that's going to be brought in is going to be enough for three years. Can you imagine having such an amazing 2021 that you get three times salary? in this one year something happens an inheritance happens, a bonus happens something supernatural happens and you have three years salary show up in one year you could take next year off and still be in a good position right that's what he told his children of israel and in order for that to happen He said, I'm going to command the blessing in the sixth year. So when you get that three year harvest in the sixth year, you'll eat for the sixth year. But then when the seventh year happens, you didn't sow it. You didn't reap it, but you had extra. So you'll eat into the seventh year. And then when you start back sowing so that you could do some reaping in the eighth year, because it was three years, you ate for the sixth, you ate for the seventh. You got another year left and you'll eat in the eighth year of what you reaped in the sixth year. Until the harvest comes in the ninth year. Oh, come on, somebody. Somebody say, command the blessing. So again, in the place of unity, he commands the blessing. Well, what impact does that have on my life? Well, when God commands the blessing, surplus of prosperity shows up. Where are you getting that from, Pastor Stan? I'm glad you asked. Look at Deuteronomy chapter 28 and verse number 8. We actually just looked at this last week. We were talking about last week, the surplus of prosperity. If you're online, maybe you could type surplus of prosperity. How many of you are interested in living with a surplus of prosperity? In Deuteronomy 28, 8. It says the Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses and in all to which you set your hand and he will bless you. Not only will he command the blessing, he will bless you in the land in which the Lord your God is giving you. Now, where did this come from? Well, last week we talked about one of the things that will block the blessing, the flow of blessing from heavenly places into earthly places is dishonor and we were specifically talking about proverbs 3 9 and 10 where we are to honor the lord with our substance and with the first fruits of all of our increase so our barns would be filled with plenty and our presses will overflow with new wine well we went back and looked At Deuteronomy 28, verse 8 through 12, well, he was talking about it then. This is the third time, and it ties both into honor, and it ties into unity. Just last week, we were talking about having a surplus of prosperity, and as it was a result of the blessing. But look at this; it's not just the blessing that will cause you to have a surplus of prosperity. It's when the Lord commands, somebody say commands. It's one thing to have the blessing, but it's another thing when the Lord commands the blessing. When, when or where does the Lord command the blessing? He commands the blessing where there's unity. Come on. And then think about Ephesians chapter one. We are blessed with all spiritual blessings in heavenly places because of unity. Oh, come on, somebody. Because we are united with Christ, we are blessed with all spiritual blessing. So I'm, I'm not preaching that tonight. Obviously, I'm introducing it tonight. Um, it is one of the blessing blockers. So if there are areas in your life where there's disunity, Where there's a lack of agreement between a group of people Uh, could be a small group as a husband and a wife or a church group or whatever. Um, If there's disunity, um, it's going to block the blessing. Woo. That's good. All right. So we'll leave it for the next time. Um, And then, of course, you know, remember how we got there. We got there by obedience in Deuteronomy 28. We got there by honor. And now we see that we get there by unity. These are all connected where the Lord commands the blessing. We looked at Deuteronomy 28 and 11. In the Amplified Translation, it says, he said in verse 8, he's going to command the blessing. And in verse 11, he says, and, which is a conjunction, the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity. One day, you're going to, you'll be able to see in my life, I'm believing that you'll be able to experience in your life where we have a surplus of prosperity. People will persecute us because of how wealthy we are. I, my my kitty and I, we are blessed, okay? But we are going to experience more and more of the blessing of the Lord. And it's going to be because you and I are taking time, amen, to align ourselves with God's word and he's going to be commanding the blessing so the Lord shall make you have a surplus of prosperity through the fruit of your body of your livestock and of your ground in the land which the Lord swore to your fathers to give you. All right then turn with me to the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11. I said to you we got to this place in Deuteronomy 28 because of obedience because of honor and because of unity. Well, I was, uh, I saw this and I wanted to share it with you in Deuteronomy 11 and 26 and 27. It says, behold, I set before you today a blessing and a curse, the blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God, which I command you to. Today, are you seeing how all of these things are tied together? Proverbs chapter three, verse nine and ten: Honor the Lord, and He's gonna, uh, in, in with your with, with your possessions, and your barns are gonna be filled with. Blood, you're gonna experience a surplus of prosperity. So we will have to uh, we will have to look at disunity as a blessing blocker when the time comes. However, I just wanted, I, I, I just wanted, I wanted to, I wanted you to see, I just wanted you to see as an example how this list has been being developed. In other words, Pastor Stan, where'd you get this list from of blessing blockers? Is there some kind of binder? Did you get it in Bible school? No, the spirit of wisdom of revelation flows at Faith Family Church because of, Uh, uh, Sister Michelle and the prayer team are praying And you all are praying for your pastor and, And God reveals things to us Well, as you're reading the word Revelation knowledge will begin to flow to you In this regard Amen? Amen But there's one more major aspect of honor That I would like to present to you Before we move on to the next blessing blocker. The gravity of this subject, it cannot be felt to the full import between last week and this week. The subject of honor, um, I don't know if I've ever done a series on the subject of honor, but not honoring God in one way or another will absolutely block the flow of blessing in your life. I almost want to say more than anything else. Because of the nature of the blessing, disobedience, edged out honor, in my opinion, the blessing is if you obey me, I will bless you. That's the gospel. And so obedience is absolutely requisite to being blessed. God tells you to do something and you don't do it, um, you won't walk in the blessing. But these really are, are parallel. Because if he tells you something to do it, and you honor him by doing it, like you're obeying him by doing it, but you honor him by doing it, the result is his blessing. So we talked about honoring the Lord with your substance. These people say they honor me, but their heart is far from me. Well, tonight I want to talk about honoring the Lord by honoring his word. In part one, we talked about not honoring the Lord with your substance. We are talking about not tithing. And the result being not honoring. Not tithing by itself can block the blessing on your life. We're looking at that subject on Sunday mornings. But tonight we're talking about not honoring the word. Just like you honor the Lord with your substance... We are to honor the Lord by honoring his word. When we honor his word, we are honoring him. Several weeks ago, maybe about two weeks ago, I don't even want to say several weeks ago, maybe two, maybe three. The weeks have been going fast. I heard a scripture and felt like I heard it for the first time ever. Brother Keith Moore was ministering on the subject of honor. He was at Eagle Mountain International Church and Pastor George Pearson uh, under uh, uh, Brother Kenneth Copeland. And he quoted Job chapter 23, verse 12. It's got to be one of my new favorite scriptures in the Bible. I want you to turn there. I want you to honor the Lord's word by looking at this verse Don't just listen to it. In Job chapter 23 verse 12, maybe somebody could type it in the comments. Job says, I have not departed from the commandment of his lips. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. When Brother Moore um, we, of course, in in January or February, went to their church in Sarasota, and uh, they laid hands upon Marquita and I, and we are in their ministerial association. He was my instructor at Rama 25 years ago, actually 26, 27. I graduated 25 years ago. Of all the years, I don't remember hearing anybody preach on this verse. But when he said and that doesn't mean that nobody's preached on it. I'm just saying how it hit me. And I pray that the weightiness of this verse resonates in your heart from this day forward. Did you hear what Job said? I mean, obviously, Job was in a bad situation. Seemed like he lost everything, didn't lose everything because he's still alive. But one of the things he says, even in one of the most difficult places in life, he says one thing. He says, I have not departed from the commandment of his mouth. And that means whatever he commands, I obey. But then he amplifies it. He says, I have treasured his words, the the words of his mouth. I have treasured the words of his mouth more than, than my necessary food. My question to you tonight, and I really believe the Lord put this question in me to ask you, is that true for you? Is it true for you that you treasure the word of God, the words of God's mouth more than your necessary food? If it is, then you honor the Lord and you can expect, expect his blessing as a result. Um, we say it often. I want you to say it out loud. The Bible is God speaking to me. And so when we have opportunity to receive preaching and teaching from the word of God, I mean, it's not just a good talk. It's not just a man's words. If it's, The word of God, it's the the creator of the universe. It's his words. That's why reading and meditating our chapters is such a big deal. I mean, it's a big deal for me, as always been. It's the number one thing. If I were to get quiet and ask the Lord, uh, what is it that I'm doing? What is it that I'm not doing? Where am I missing it? The number one thing year after year after year after year is to read my chapter. Meditate. Chapter in the morning, chapter in the evening. Amen. It's a big deal. It's esteeming his words more than necessary food. Do you eat every day? Okay. Do you get into his word? Every day. I know for a lot of you, the answer is yes. And I commend you. This is why how we church is such a big deal. We honor the word. I mean, we're here on Wednesday night. We're there on Sunday morning. We read our chapter. How we church is a big deal. And what I want to show you tonight is that dishonor will block the blessing and having not having a sufficient reverence for God's word. It will prevent the flow of blessing in your life. In Job chapter 23, verse 12, let's kind of dig into this a little bit uh, in the King James Version. Now listen to this. He says, neither have I gone back from the commandment of his lips. I have esteemed the words of his mouth more than my necessary food. Um, This word esteemed is very unique because last week we gave you the definition of the word honor. It means high respect. It means great esteem. So essentially Job is saying, I honor the words of his mouth more than the food that I put in my mouth. That's necessary. This word honor also means regard with great respect. Around 2010, um, I stopped borrowing uh, money, like from banks or credit cards, etc. And uh, I had heard many, many, many years prior to that, Brother Copeland talk about a verse that he saw early in his life and ministry. In Romans chapter thirteen and verse number eight, Romans thirteen eight says, "To owe no man anything but to love him." He made a decision that whatever he saw in the word of God, that he would obey it. And when he came across that verse, and he understood it clearly, that means he is not to borrow money for anything. And from that day till this, he's endeavored to live according to God's word on that one particular subject as as well as others, but I'm I'm talking about that one. Well, in 2010, I stopped borrowing. That's almost 11 years ago. And um, I made a quality decision to get out of debt and to stay out of debt. And I've endeavored from that day to this uh, to hold to that. And obviously, you know, after 11 years of not borrowing, I'm almost completely, we are almost completely and totally debt free. Just, you know, three, three things that we need to deal with. And uh, we're believing the supernaturally take care of those things. My point is this. We should take the same position that if we see something in the word of God, we will honor the word. If the word says, don't do this. And we see it. Now, again, if you don't see it and you're doing it, is it a sin? Well, if your heart condemns you, then God's greater than your heart. He knows. Amen. But if your heart condemns you, obviously, you know something's not right. But particularly for that that comes forth to you, that the the light that you do see when you make a decision of quality to honor that word, more than your necessary food, it will result in the blessing. Let's look at Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 3. In Deuteronomy chapter 8 and verse number 3, he says, So he humbled you, allowed you to hunger, and fed you with manna, which you did not know, nor did your fathers know, that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the Lord. Now, some of you are already familiar with that phrase, man shall not live by bread alone, man shall live by every word that proceeds from his mouth but we typically hear that from the new testament and uh, the lord led me to bring this scripture to light tonight this is in deuteronomy chapter 8 the children of israel are going from egypt a place of bondage, to canaan's land a place of a surplus of prosperity right i mean when they came back with the grapes it was like what's up And in their journey through the wilderness, there were some lessons that they were supposed to learn before they entered into their surplus of prosperity. So if it has felt like you have been in some kind of wilderness, it doesn't matter at what level. But if it has felt like you've been in some kind of wilderness year after year, not walking in the fullness of what you know God's potential is for your life. Then I need you to hear me tonight, child of God. God said he humbled them. We know pride will block the blessing. He allowed them to be hungry, and to suffer hunger. He allowed them to, 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 to be in situations where they were left to be a little bit hungry. Why? He fed them with manna. And they complained about it, but he fed them. And, and, and what you always have to remember about manna you, it only lasted for that day. They literally, you talk about living from week to week. They were living from day to day. It was their daily bread. But why? Why, uh, 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 why, why help them into a position of humility? He's looking at their future. Why allow them in situations with, where they were hungry, where they needed more than what they had? Are you there tonight, child of God? Why? He's looking at the future. He fed them with manna. Why give them just enough? I mean, we've been in the land where it wasn't enough. Many of us are living in a land where there's just enough to pay the bills, just enough to take care of this, just enough to get. When do we get to the place of having more than enough? He tells you why. He said, I fed you with manna which you didn't know and your fathers didn't know, you had to walk by faith, not by sight. Why? He tells you, so that he might make you to know that man shall not live by bread alone, but man lives by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Could it be That he's allowing you to go through what you're going through, not that it's his will, but he's allowing you to go through that what you're going so that you can learn that you don't live by bread alone, but by every word that comes out of his mouth. Is this happening right now? Is God allowing you to experience what you're experiencing? So that you might learn how to honor his word go with me if you would to matthew chapter 4 and let's look at verse 4 matthew chapter 4 verse number 4 but he answered and said it is written man shall not live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of god (laughs) you're saying, Pastor Stan, didn't you just read that? Yeah, yeah, but Moses was speaking to the children of Israel about God and their experience in this place of not having enough. And what God intended for them to get was to honor his word more than their necessary food. I live like that. If I don't eat, I got to have the word. It's my necessary. Is that true for you? That's what the spirit of God is saying. Is it possible for you to go to church on the first and third Sunday and skip the second and fourth? Do you feel fulfilled when you every now and then catch a Wednesday night? Are you serious? You don't get what God was trying to help them to realize. You can't live just by eating, putting food in your body. You need a word from God. You got to have the revelation like Job had it. I have come to esteem God's word more than my necessary food. So Jesus was actually quoting what Moses had said by God. He's answered Satan. He says, it is written. And he says, man can't live by bread alone but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. I know it says man shall not live by bread alone, but people by the billions are trying to do it every day. They give no attention to the word by the billions. I mean, what, seven and a half, whatever number of billions of people on this planet. They're not listening to the mouth of God, but they're eating every day. They're they're trying to live by bread alone. It didn't say the believer shall not live by bread alone. Man can't do it. I know people try to do it. What's even sad, what's, what's really sad is that there are millions and millions of Christians that do not esteem the words of his mouth more than their necessary food. Could it be that the blessing of the Lord over your life is blocked because you don't honor his word more than your necessary food. I want to close with 1 Samuel chapter 2 and verse number 30. This is the one scripture that when I finished the message last week, I was like, oh man. 1 Samuel 2:30. that was supposed to be the whole heartbeat around the teaching of honor and dishonor I'll follow the leading of the Lord at some point and I will minister heavily on the subject we'll take an entire series and study honor and allow it to shape our hearts and our lives pray with me to get direction I I can't overemphasize how important the subject of dishonor is to blocking the blessing. Again, obedience has its place because of the nature, because of what the gospel is. If you obey me, I bless you. That's very simple. If you obey me, I bless you. Right. So obedience has, if you don't obey him, that's going to block the blessing. Right. But here's a close second, if not an equal first. If you dishonor the Lord by not honoring his word, by not esteeming his words more than your necessary food, you won't walk in the fullness of the blessing. Here's the heartbeat. First Samuel chapter 2, verse number 30. Therefore, the Lord God of Israel says, I said indeed that your house and the house of your father will walk before me forever. But now the Lord says, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor. And those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. At one point, it was going to be automatic that if you became a child of God, if you, were born a Jew, if you were, if you became a a believer, at one point in God, it was gonna be automatic. I I had said that you and your house and your father would would walk before me forever. At one point, it was gonna be automatic. But because of the level of dishonor for God's word, for God, for God's people, That was shown in this chapter, in the previous chapter. God said, far be it from me. Not automatic. You get born again, here's the rule. If you honor me, I'll honor you. If you despise me. Some people are really bothered by certain subjects that are preached and taught. All right. It's not my words. It's the word of God. Did you know that you could despise the Lord? We'll talk about it. But he says, if you despise me, I'm not going to despise you, but I'll lightly esteem you. At one point, it was going to be automatic that if you were a part of the house of the Lord, that things would just work perfectly, but not anymore. How does God honor us? He honors us with the blessing. When you honor the Lord by honoring his word, he will command the blessing upon your life and you will have a surplus of prosperity. Now I pray you were able to get something out of this uh, today, tonight. And um, it's, uh, let's see, it's 824. Um, so we're getting ready to wrap it up. Um, but, you know, there, there are some of us at Faith Family that, you know, we, we check the box. You know, some, some people may have watched a little bit and got offline. I mean, if you're on right now, praise God. Um, you're showing honor to his word. So I pray that, that you hear this with a, with a, a respectful heart. And receive it uh, with meekness in your heart. Um, God honors those that honors him, that honor him. Uh, we should be esteeming God's words above more than our necessary food. Praise God. Will you bow your head? I, I, I just Let's pray, um, and maybe if you're on right now, what is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Maybe you feel compelled to come up to another level. We're honoring the Lord and his word. Pray this out loud. Father, in the name of Jesus, thank you for this word tonight. And I receive it in my heart. And like Job, I treasure your words more than my necessary food. May this scripture be eternally etched, written in my heart. From this day forward, I will honor your word. Meditate day and night. A day won't pass without spending some portion of time, no matter how small, in your word. I love you, Lord. I love your word. And I honor you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Well, God bless you. Uh, If you happen to still be watching tonight and you're not born again, God loves you. Uh, He sent his only begotten son to die for you, for your sins and for my sins, that if we would believe in him, we wouldn't perish. Well, we would have everlasting life. If you pray this prayer with me, God will save you right where you are. Pray this out loud. Dear Heavenly Father, In the name of Jesus, I do believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he died for me, bearing my sins for me. They put him in a grave, but I believe you raised him from the dead. He's alive forevermore. Come into my heart. Save me from my sins. Lord, I repent for all my sins and I accept your offer of forgiveness. Therefore, I am saved. I'm born again. Heaven is now my home in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to the family of God. Welcome to our faith family. Get into a good church like Faith Family Church. We'd love to have you uh, pray about becoming a part of Faith Family Church. And we'll keep going from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Before I let you go, I won't let you go unless I bless you. I pray a special blessing upon those under the sound of my voice. God, that you would command the blessing upon their storehouses that you will cause their reserve accounts to increase to a minimum of three months reserve. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Somebody say, I'll take that. Come on, say, I'll receive that. Amen. Well, I'm going to look forward to seeing you on Sunday morning. I will be there along with Makita, And we're going to have a great celebration for Mother's Day. If you, if you haven't made it back to in-person service, I want to encourage you, come on back. Pandemic's over. Time to be in a place. Hey, honor the Lord, honor the word. His word says to not forsake the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but much more as we see the day approaching. I look to see you Sunday, guys. I love you. Remember, Jesus is Lord. God loves you. I love you. And Jesus came so that you could live and experience a better life.